Hello and welcome to the Movie Bunker podcast. It's me, Chris. And me, Matt. Ooh, very high pitched. I know, I'm bad back. <laughs> Do you want to watch Jack and Jill again? Take the pain away. <laughs> no, I'll keep the bad back, thank you. See, that's a little bit of a yeah. nugget for our um, loyal listenership. Like you transient flyby night listenership. <laughs> yeah, so we're the Movie Bunker podcast and we review rubbish films in the vain hope of finding a diamond in the rough. Hooray! And then celebrating its success and moving it from the gutter or the pits of doom onto the DVD shelf, essentially, uh, and then singing its praises forevermore. That's the goal. That's the goal. So we're on episode 12. So we've reviewed 11 films. No, we've we've reviewed 10 films. And then we did a filler. We did a filler last week. So thanks for downloading the filler. We we had a holiday and there was no way I was going to be able to edit a podcast from a tent in a field. So... We did the honourable thing and bin it off. (laughs) There's a fine tradition of the filler episode. I was watching, weirdly, the other day, uh, my wife had an episode of Friends on where they were just sort of like talking about previous episodes. Do you remember when we did this there, Joey? Yeah, yeah. And then they would just show a a small excerpt from it. So we're not alone. The film we chose uh, this time around was the monster flick. We haven't done a kind of genre in this vein before no no monster flicks have previously passed our lips we chose i frankenstein here's the trailer i was given life 200 years ago i am like none other we will tear this monster apart and unleash the forces of darkness You cannot destroy me. This ends tonight. I, Frankenstein, rated PG-13. Experience it in IMAX 3D. So, Chris. Yeah. I, Frankenstein, in a peanut shell. What is it? Okay. Plot synopsis. (laughs) Dr. Victor Frankenstein dies frozen to death and the creature buries him at the cemetery of his family. However, he is attacked by demons, but he kills one of them, and gargoyles save him and take him to a cathedral, where the gargoyles... Gargoyles... <laughs> sorry, I mean, you can't write this shit. We can, we can't <laughs> say it. Right, listen, right? Gargoyle, gargoyles <laughs> save him and take him to a gargoyle... Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Do you know what I like most about this, Chris, is that um, it actually took longer for the film to do this than it's for you to read out. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, right, he gets taken to a cathedral where the gargoyle order gathers. I mean, just that <laughs> sentence, right? The gargoyle order. Yeah. The queen of the gargoyles, of course. Uh, Leonor, keeps Dr. Frankenstein's journal together with the treasures of the order and gives the name of Adam to the creature. And then she explains to Adam that there is an ancient war between the gargoyles and demons under the command of the Prince Niberius. She also invites Adam to join the gargoyles in the war against demons. Blah, 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 blah. blah. There's, there's, there's a war between demons and gargoyles. Essentially, that's all you need to know. It's kind of a joint American-Australian production, isn't it? It's just one of those things. It's the guy that did Underworld, and yeah. he just did Underworld again. On the poster, it's it's kind of advertised from the producers of Underworld. Yeah. Right? So the the author or the writer... Like for the producers are mostly using the story of. Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, uh, there was a plan from what I've read on uh, IMDb that this was going to become part of the Underworld franchise right? it would have kind of made more sense if they'd have 
acknowledged at that world because then it would have gone all oh, right okay i get it there's like lots of shit going on yeah and it would make more sense but without acknowledging it it just seems like a horrible cheap not a cheap rip off because obviously it was quite a lot of money we'll get into the budget in a bit but just yeah just it just feels like they're redoing it over and over yeah again. yeah yeah so. in terms of style it's it's it shares exactly. so yeah. much actors <laughs> bill nye's in this and you're like oh it's the the vampire dude from underworld yeah, he's but a vampire like, he's not he's a demon in he's this a one. demon so um should we talk about the cast quickly yeah so i mentioned bill nye bill nye who turns up in in a lot of these kind of films as some sort of swaggering baddie He's, he plays a really good baddie he plays a good baddie even his good people are kind of bad um aaron uh, eckhart who's the guy the, we can't remember his name yeah <laughs> or, or sorry aaron mr squarey jaw and what a fantastic jaw he has yeah. um miranda otto who who plays uh, leonor which is the queen gargoyle you'll recognize her <laughs> you'll recognize her from, from everything she's, she's an australian actress yeah she's in loads uh, of stuff Lord of the Rings, I think, famously, I think was the first thing I saw her yes, in. Yes, she was. Oh, the love interest. Yeah, from one of the love interests of Strider. Two towers introduced. Um, the, the Gondor. The Riders of the, Rohan. The Rohan Warriors. Or whatever they're. Bloody hell. Jai Courtney. Jai! Jai Courtney, who's Australian. So he, he figures. But he does a. He does a fantastic turn in this, doesn't he? Of basically <laughs> playing a stone person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of the best he really character. nails it. <laughs> yeah. The best scenes are when he was uh, literally a stone gargoyle. Yeah. Um, there are other actors in this. The, 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 obviously, the actors of note we've mentioned, but there are other bits and other bits and pieces. There are other actors that you will recognise. Yeah, um, mostly from the Underworld series. Underworld series. Got a large dude. What's his name? Kevin. Greyview. Yeah. He plays like a large werewolf in the Underworld series and in this he plays a large demon. demon. But he's the he's the writer. He's Fuck the, off. Yeah, he's the co-writer of this film and wow. he wrote um he wrote the, the the comic or the online comic that this is based off. So he's he's yeah. a he's a big deal and he he's co he was a co-producer for the Underworld series as well. And he gets dispatched rather quickly in this film a bit later on about. I don't remember. Yeah, I was off my tits on codeine. <laughs> What's the budget, box office uh, takings, and what? Let me just scroll. So this, um, uh, see, I was reading something the other day because when we've been doing these budgets and stuff, mm. quite often we look at it and go, actually, it's made a lot of money. It's made like four or five million quid, sort of thing. Um, um, but what these figures don't take into account is the promotion. Oh. So when you're talking about this, you know, you're talking about a fair whack of money. So um, I, I can't imagine these sequels becoming this fast because it cost. Whack him, sixty-five million quid to make. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, in America, it only took nineteen million. <sighs> yeah, and bearing in mind, eight million that was on the opening weekend. So okay. everyone went to see it and then went, "Ah, shit, don't go." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the the reviews yeah, seem to say the same it. thing. And yeah. then um, across the world, uh, it took seventy-four. So it looked like it was made a small profit, but I reckon once you put on promotion and. Um, and all the sort of like uh, extras, yeah, uh, then yeah. this this would have lost money, unfortunately. It looked to me like this was franchise building fodder, right? So yeah, they've done it with Underworld. I, mean, I, I don't even know how many Underworld because they stopped numbering them and they they gave them like titles like Resident Evil. So yeah. I think there's at least four. I think there's four Underworld films. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always been quite a big fan of the Underworld franchise. Yeah. 
they had a certain, especially the first one, had a certain sense of style to it. There was, you know, and vampires and werewolves were kind of cool. You're like, yeah, got it. And there's yeah. like, you know, the beautiful people in it. We can't yeah. deny yeah. Kate Beckinsdale. And, um, well, when this film, she was probably quite Celine. hot, hot, um, hot property in cinema. She was kind of just, just breaking into cinema, yeah. I think. And so this was, she was a quite a sort of, on yeah, the, and it built that whole sort of vampire glamour that was around at the time, you know, yeah. True Blood, all that sort of shit was knocking about. But it precedes True Blood, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's kind and of. And Twilight. Precedes True Blood and Twilight, um, but like the Vampire Diaries, or Vampire Diaries, uh, and Rice. So it kind of kicks. Vampire, so. Kick starts that kind of whole yeah, so love affair with the vampires. It's got that wonderful sort of sense of style. And again, we've talked about this before about films of high production value tend to be watchable um, even if they're not particularly good mm. um, you have to create quite a stinker with mm. 65 million quid for it not to be watchable and it's, <laughs> it's 92 minutes long so it's it's na- they nailed that bit that yeah. bit's not bad the Frankenstein part of this film is really I think just to sort of capitalise on the name um because like the whole, you know, at the beginning of a film, you get like the exposition. It's like, and then there were wars between. Us. Yeah. So they they skip that part, and the exposition part is basically they spend thirty seconds describing the whole of Mary Shelley's, Mary Shelley's um graphic no, uh, you know, uh, the, the novel. novel. They, they they explain it about what happened and da 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 da. And then, and then, you know, it, it kind of like, you know, leads on exactly after uh, where the book may have finished sort of thing. Um, and then the, he gets instantly attacked by this demon. It's weird. Spawn. It's, and it comes out of nowhere in terms of the the, the, the way that the, the film is set up. The, the pacing of the film at the beginning is just insane. It's yeah. just like, whoa! Yeah, yeah. They want to get... 200 fucking years! Yeah, they, they want to get you there as soon as possible so yeah. they can they can just basically... They want to get rid of the Frankenstein shit. Um, shall we talk about the elephant in the room about Frankenstein now like yes. Frankenstein um, is up there with uh, grammar Nazis on the internet of people willing uh, at the drop of a hat to go uh, do you mean Frankenstein or do you mean Frankenstein's monster yeah um, and weirdly in this film they make both of the mistakes of yeah. they didn't just go fuck it you know, he's created by Frankenstein. He's he's fucking Frankenstein. They didn't do that. No, because at some point so they were, oh, you're Frankenstein's creature. Yeah, and you know he's. Well, he's referred to as the monster a lot by the gargoyles. Yeah, aren't they? The monster. The monster. They don't. Um, they look down on him. But yeah, so but then various parts of the film, they then do go Frankenstein. Someone uh, Bill Nye calls him Frankenstein, and at the end, spoiler alert. Yeah, they they make. I guess someone went. Oh, I've got to make this title make fucking sense. They're going to do that. It's like I don't know. Just have him having the sort of very typical superhero end of a film where you have a guy on a roof. Yeah. I'm blah blah blah. I Frankenstein. Yeah. Well, Bill Nye's character says you're the. He calls him Frankenstein, and he says, oh, "I'm not. I'm not Frankenstein. I'm Adam." Or yeah. And he says, "Well." Your, well, aren't we named after? Adam. Aren't we named? Yeah, well, aren't we? We're all named 
after our creators or, or you're the son of Frankenstein. So I yeah. think that was the point he was making. I mean, that, strictly speaking, if they if they if he went and picked a first name, his name would be uh, if he was filling in his like a DVLA form. Yes, he'd have to put down first name Adam, second name Frankenstein. It's Adam Frankenstein. Adam isn't Frankenstein. Yeah. So he just works in a call centre. Yeah. yeah. Hi, you're through to Adam Frankenstein. How can I help you? That's today? an unusual name. Shut up. <laughs> I bet you hear that a lot. Oh, yes. you're in relation to the famous doctor. Yeah. He was an animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so the, 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 this happens, and like I said, there's various reviews and stuff, and I, I'm, I'm not too hit up about this. It is a bit um, a shame they didn't kind of delve a little bit more into the Frankensteininess of the of the uh, literary name. Um, but, yeah, they're, 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 it does not stick to one or... <laughs> I go, it's the sausage you give me. <laughs> it's repeating. It does do that. <laughs> um, yeah, they don't go one way or the other. They kind of just flip-flop between Corn and Frankenstein, Frankenstein's creature and Adam. Yeah. Adam. Yeah, he's given the name by the uh, gargoyle queen. <laughs> oh, God. Well, yeah, so we get this set up where yeah as Matthew really has, quick yeah so basically they show the backstory he buries his creator um, and he set he, he kills um, he kills his creator's wife as well doesn't he as revenge for well, that, that's actually in Frankenstein you know that's Frankenstein part one which we yeah. you have to watch uh, I recommend the Robert Nero Michael uh, Kenneth Branner one that's yeah, not bad that's not bad yeah and then he's uh, he's in the graveyard of uh, the cathedral and then he's attacked by demons. Yeah, randomly. And then he's saved or in the middle he, of a he fight. He off his find my nemesis on his iPhone because yeah. how the fuck did they know he was there? He's like, oh, hello, who are you? It's weird. Oh, you're Frankenstein, we need you. And then yeah. the, the gargoyles just swoop down and attack. Then there's gargoyles, yeah. Well, they, 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 you're sort of just plonked into this yeah. ridiculous concept. It doesn't really. It, it just doesn't make sense that you know you, we could be living. <laughs> it's stupid to say it. It doesn't make sense that we should be living in a world where vamp, well, not vampires, Christ, but uh, where, where gargoyles and demons are, are, are having a battle. See, I object to this a lot in this film and in other films. It's not just this one. It's the the humans are unaware of the the yeah. fight. Tell us. Or fucking shut up about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like you know, if we don't know about it, then we can't help. No, that's true. It's like it's like being in a bad relationship with a woman. <laughs> it's like you know, when she sat there on the sofa, or moody, what's the matter, love? Yeah. Don't know. Come on, there's something wrong. I know there's something wrong. What have I done? See if what have we done? Yeah. Well, you, you never thanked me for uh, for uh, saving you from that apocalypse from the demons. <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't. I, I didn't, didn't know. I, I didn't know you did that, love. Did you do that? Did you? Yeah, well, you know. I do lots of things that you don't notice, Matthew. <laughs> the cupboards automatically are replenished with food. Yeah, the demons automatically kill themselves. <laughs> yeah. The other the concept that we see again and again is that the humans are basically meat sacks. Yeah. Uh, and so we're used as either blood blood donors yeah. for the vampires in like the Underworld series or any other vampire where they coexist. And in this case... The reason there is a there's a, a high high priest um, uh, demon yeah. who is Bill Nye's character, the big baddie, and he wants he wants he wants Frank Frankenstein's monster, or he wants the journal 
uh, which yeah. Frankenstein created, uh, wrote as he was creating uh, Frankenstein, so that he can use the technology da, da, da. to create hosts, hosts for the demons that get yeah. descended. Now, yeah. when a demon dies, he is descend. He descends. He descends. So what, you don't kill a, a vampire. Fiery ball. Yeah, I'm going to keep calling them vampires. Yeah. So they keep talking about how many demons did he descend? Yeah. He descended five of our finest demons, yeah. and uh, the gargoyles. Ascend. ascend so when they die yeah when they die they go up into the sky like a like a beacon of light right yeah. no one's noticing this by the way <laughs> no but there are no humans in this there is film. no humans i mean if you go down the classes i was going to point this out right there is no man with dog cr- no, crowd no. person number two no. there is not one no. person in this film that's no. not doesn't have a speaking role there's not fucking one no there's no extras I mean, when I first saw the cathedral, the wonderful Gothic, I thought, it was, is that Notre Dame? I thought, is it, is it Notre Dame? Where is it set? I, I, anonymous, never mentioned, I don't know. No, I just said, I don't know. It looks like Notre Dame, so in the middle of Paris. Yeah. But then they, 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 they probably set it up to be there, and then probably went, well, we can't do that, because there is no fucking way that... But yeah, not one person comes outside, You don't. there's no one in the streets, it is always night time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and is, uh, the doctor, and the doctor, the doctor that helps... Frankenstein and I guess in a way and her colleague are the only two humans I think we see in it you're right there's there's battle sequences going on at night and I'm sorry if you're asleep or you're working in a shop and you live above a shop or you're on the promenade they're running across their roots yeah there's all sorts of things going on now you would look out your window and say oh yeah What's going on here? It's, 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 I was I'm, just a demon battle love. Go back to bed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, it is weird. It is odd, and it's. I think you get about two thirds through it before it becomes like a nagging buzz at the back of your head that there's something horribly wrong for this film, and then it's the you like what's what's wrong? It's like they forgot to render the characters. It's almost like they yeah. were there, maybe as maybe just computer budget. generated. Yeah. Um, there's a copper that gets killed, doesn't he? And they they give him some shit. There's out. one copper. Yeah, you're right. Because of the lack of of normal regular people. Yes. There's no human element, so you don't get. There's a risk. Yeah, and also there's no, it's no humour. There's no reaction to what's going on that's normal. No. So you know, things are taking place like fantastical battles between demons, gargoyles, and a Frankenstein's monster that are you know quite dramatic. And but there's no, there's no. The only reaction to that is you as an audience member going, "Oh, yeah. this looks Ooh. like a computer game yeah, yeah. Um, that I'd like to Shit. play." <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, no, no bystanders like looking at looking on in absolute, yeah. you know, uh, incredible ah. awe. Um, and I think that takes you you never get into it no so that goes hand in hand with other things that are wrong so you've got extremely uh, po-faced wooden dialogue where everything's delivered in this gravelly matter-of-facty kind of there's no tongue-in-cheek there's no humour it's absolutely it's so straight yeah, and and with this, with this, and you could go further because I mean, in in the um, I read Frankenstein, and um, the thing that really sort of when I read the book, kind of uh, sprang out of the page is the fact that the um, obviously we're used to see sort of the Boris Karloff, uh, yeah, uh, oh look, pretty, uh, yeah. Frankenstein, but actually he, he was like a literally he was given a great mind, and he was actually you know cleverer than his, his thing about he was like very um, erudite, and he was but obviously hideous to look at. Yeah. Whereas what they've done in this one, <laughs> they made him. They did this thing at the beginning because obviously you know, you're meant to be scared of him because he's meant to be hideous. <laughs> so they did this thing that was like you know. 
200 years passes, which is something we haven't mentioned. 200 years passes between when he first meets the gargoyles to when we see him again. We know this because he's wearing a hoodie now. Um, and he's he had walks, a fantastic he walks, haircut. He had a lovely haircut. He walks into a bar and like he goes, something's changed, something's done. And people are like, <gasps> like in, inferring that people would be like, oh my God. He doesn't look that bad. He but just no. looks like he's had a little accident. It's like one fucking scar on his well, face. Yeah. Oh, there's a few scars on his face. Yeah, he's scarred up. He's but, scarred but, up. Um, and to be fair, he's, he's fit, isn't he? The, yeah. He's the only person in the film that changed his clothes. In 200 years, he's the okay. only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the the, the the gargoyles all retain the exact same clothes from the day we met them 200 years ago. Yeah. To the to the next time we see him, um, the the rest of the people we meet we meet that day. So I think it's like the period of time when we first meet him back is about two weeks. So the only person that changes the clothes in the whole entire film is Frankenstein, where he goes from being like disabled into wearing a hoodie and a, a nice pea jacket. Yeah, and he's got a, quite a modern look on. He's got some yeah. decent boots and a pair of jeans. Do, do you know what he didn't modernize? No weapons. What the fuck's going on there, right? So we're introduced to a mechanic, uh, which is um, brought out several times in the film, where uh, these demons can only be killed with sacrament weapons, right? Yeah. And we're like, oh, what does that mean? Is that a long reverse process? Maybe it's like the thing from Avengers, where it has to be from a particular star and a small dwarf has to make it. Yeah, no, yeah. you just roughly and crudely carve this symbol, which isn't even particularly... Uh, no, intricate. It's one line with three lines across it. So it's, once you've done that, the gargoyle he, he, symbol. He make, yeah, it's, he makes a little knife. Yeah, right. In two hundred years, yeah. he does not change. No, you could get a fucking sharpie, draw on a bullet, <laughs> bang. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You could do, you could do anything. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking to... super soaker. Sacrament. <laughs> he's missed a trick there, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he's so concerned about just it. Just draw fucking, on the floor. They made... can't go anywhere near it. <laughs> well, he wants to just maintain his look. That's, I mean, who cuts his hair? That's what I want to know. Because his hair's pretty good. It's he's got a very good. modern side parting cut. It looks neat. It's neat. It's neat. And so who fucking cuts it? Where does he live? Where does he bathe? He's well, a 200-year-old corpse. He must smell. <laughs> Bill Nye, he's after Frankenstein or the book so that he can create these soulless shells for all of his fallen descended, sorry, for all his descended demons to come and inhabit. Um, but this has been seen before, right? These armies, yeah. These armies of dead or human people that I have been. I can't for the fucking life of me remember what it was. Were you going to mention the Matrix? No. Okay. He'll come back to me. That's a shame. You're on full flight. Is it because I huffed? Because <laughs> I got so pissed off at the fact you were describing something that we've seen so many times in film. The army. Is, is the, 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 yeah, the army being created yeah. in a massive space that's just hanging around. Oh, the downloading thing as well. Like, oh, my God. There, oh, I was, yeah. This is what I was going to say. Right, right. so, <coughs> sorry to interrupt to you again. You can get me back in again in a minute. The doctor and his in there trying to reanimate a rat and yeah. stuff. And um, they need the book, they need Frankenstein's method, right? If Frankenstein was real, if he really did animate a human, would it help you to study it? Well, yes, absolutely. But Mr. Wessex, it would have to be over 200 years old by now. There would be nothing left but, but a few brittle bones. It's the first and only one of its kind, Dr. Wade. 
Who's to say how long such a subject might live? It transpires from what we've known before. It's no, it's no fucking miracle and stuff. It's basically what he does is he stitches together a person and then whacks it with electricity, right? Yeah. And then they try and... I think they must have worked right through going, fuck, we're going to need to work out what it is, but it's just electricity. Yes. <laughs> so so yeah. there's, a, there's a bit of an exposition part in the, in the middle of it where they go, Rick with the book going, so how did you do it? And it's like... Oh, you used electric eels. It's like, how many electric eels did you use? Yeah. Six. I'm like, whoa. That's a lot. That's a lot. Oh, more electricity. All this time with my fucking weird floaty computer. Bloop, 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 bloop. Yeah. Oh, the rat's nearly alive. What can we do? Bit more electricity. Don't be fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the, 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 what options do they have? Because... Yeah. Yeah, they've already have failed attempts of creating the recreate. Uh, sorry, reanimating the rat. Yeah. Or rats. They just turn up a few. Not turn up to eleven. Turn up. Keep trying until you get it right. The other thing is, why are they stitching these fuckers together? Like Frankenstein, right? Like, like the original Frankenstein. Yes. Not, not so much this one, also, but as we mentioned, he has the scars, right? So yes. It's obviously, what they're trying to imply there is that his face is like four or five faces stitched up. It's clearly not. But what? Why? Yeah. Why? Why do that? What's the? What's the? What's the? What's the need to go? Oh, uh, gonna need that cheek. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that nose. What? Why? Why can't we just have that person's face there? Oh, don't be stupid. Yeah. You can't yeah. reanimate a whole face. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> you have to. Yeah, yeah. So get, like, why can't that. I just go right? How did this person die? Oh, he got stabbed in his kidney. Oh, we'll replace the kidney and we just whack him with electricity. Oh, no, no, no. What do you mean? And we need to change that arm. Well, why? Why do you need to change the arm for? Well, because reanimating a corpse. You can't do that from one fucking corpse, will you? Missed first grade reanimation. <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's a weird thing. Because even when they try to do it to the doctor's assistant later on, they cut him open again. They cut him open and make this, he's all hexed up. It's like, what? Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, maybe they're attaching electrodes to something. But you know, they don't need to mutilate him. Like no, the way they and do. it's like... Yeah. It's a modern time. I'm sorry, I dribbled on my computer. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> it's, it's modern times. Keyhole surgery. Yeah, no, no. I hadn't. I had missed that, but the whole premise of Frankenstein doesn't work then. I mean, I suppose in terms of Frankenstein's creation originally, yeah, he was uh, robbing graves and bits and pieces, but he only, yeah. he only, in theory, had to rob one grave. Or two, yeah. One or two, maybe, yeah. yeah. Like, you just need to know what the spare parts you need, the broken bits. That's a good point. They should fix that. But yeah, so the, the secret was electricity. Basically, they were going to re- use the technology to re- to reboot these humans that they've yeah. got in this massive storage facility yeah. and upload the demons that have been descended yeah. into their bodies to create an army to yeah. take over the world. And luckily, each one of them comes with a loading bar, so yeah. you can see the progress. Yeah, <laughs> and a really crude one as well. Yeah. Not like a like an like an old. It's like an alarm clock at the side of the. Yeah. Like old... well, how long we got left? Yeah. Ooh. 86%. But we see this a lot. So there's another, um, you know, the Matrix famously has, you know, the harvesting humans as yes. batteries. Um, and I'm sure there are fucking loads more films that do it too, but I can't. Uh, I seem to think that um, Van Helsing has an army of yeah. stuff, which yeah. all got blown up at one point. And, oh, like, oh, and, the, uh, and Hellboy 2, the Golden Army. Yeah. I mean, no, it's not 
quite the same, but it's still they inhabit a spirit, you know, or a spirit. Yeah. Something inhabits another body. Yeah, I mean, I think there's always like you know the the countdown to doom, and sometimes it's based on. Yeah. So it's a real kind of overused trope. Yes. And it's another way as well to create an expendable uh, henchman or force that the yeah. hero character can then execute, and then we don't feel without any moral qualms. Yeah. There's no yeah. nothing bad. With a uh, tiny knife. So I found it quite Buffy esque, Buffy the Vampire Slayery, in sort yeah, of. What was the rain on this? PG thirteen. It's very mild. Very mild. And uh, even though people dies in sort of very comic book form. Yeah, there's... even the the deaths. I mean, the deaths of the gargoyles are obviously the the hero army. Um, it's seen as like a oh they ascended. Yeah, and they don't really. Oh, they're nice. not bothered, are they? They kind of go oh it's my turn to go. <laughs> Special effects wise, oh god, not the worst. I think they must have put a lot of money into the gargoyles because you know they fly and stuff. I yeah, think, like you said, I think that's when they probably went. Oh, we've got no money for any background people. Yeah, <laughs> the thing I think the special effects just seemed very close to like what we what we can see on. It's not that old though, two thousand and fourteen. Yeah. So we're, we're looking at a film. You when, know, when there's so much CGI. Yeah. You know, you don't, you can't invest in it. It's like Phantom Menace. You know. I think some of the special effects are weren't horrendous. I mean, when I say when I talked about um, like being quite similar to Buffy. Yeah. The the demons when they when they because they they have a human form and then they sort of burn off their skin to reveal yeah. the demony esque thing. They same it, clothes. Yeah, same clothes. They just burn the skin off. They have um, a, a quite a I don't know. They have a demony face, and it reminded me of Buffy. Yes, yes, and and, and the kind of the style and the probably level of of, of quality of special effects. Yeah. Or prosthetics, if you like, as well. Because that, like, that was real, I felt. That was quite, um, you know, that was practical as opposed to CGI. Because, like, as we mentioned before, there's 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 one human in this, well, two. Uh, the doctor has her, her assistant, and she he, he dies quite soon. Mm. And um, I guess, you know, if we're either viewer or been to assign an alignment of anyone, it's the doctor, because obviously he is humanity. Um, what I like is that when told, and this fantastical story of what's going on around her mm. she kind of accepts it straight off the bat there's one bit where she's kind of like I don't believe in demons and then the demon turns up and his face sheds like you said and there's a demon she just goes shit and yeah that, that's literally it. that's that, what that, she that says. is the yeah. <laughs> that is the emotional roller coaster ride of having your whole entire she's a woman of science yeah. a whole entire premise of life death yes just completely and utterly scattered and she expresses this by going shit and then just getting on with the rest of her day so the plan is quashed yeah yeah. I can't remember I was seriously off my tits on Cody watching this film so so basically the the harvested or the the, the room full of these corpses gets blown up yeah there's a massive there's a massive fight um, Frankenstein's monster decides to or Adam we'll call him Adam because that's his name that's how we'd like to be referred to Adam Frankenstein to. he he, um, no middle name. he brings them together he, he decides he's, he, he acts as bait at one point because he, he refuses to join the gargoyles to yeah, fight, help yeah. them fight their the cause because he he's kind of thrown under the bus a bit as well by the gargoyles I think as well because Jai Courtney's yeah. characters hates him and then 
um, obviously he's at war with or trying to get away or uh, keep away from the demons because they're after him physically and after the book that his daddy wrote so but he ends up instead of getting involved he kind of does this little set piece where he he draws the two armies together and there's a massive showdown fight and then he goes off for a bit and then comes back and then some other stuff happens and then there's essentially all it leads to is the massive showdown leave him be my apologies for the zealous nature of our security perhaps if you'd simply knocked on the front door this unfortunate awkwardness might have been avoided who are you Charles Wessex and you must be Frankenstein my name is Adam we are all the sons of our fathers are we not denying who we are only means that we are lost I am a journeyman a partisan of progress like your father I too seek to unravel the mortal coils of life and then he embraces his role so like in a kind of ode to fucking batman <laughs> he stood on a top of a thing yeah with uh and he does that monologue which you said i am this i am this this also point, um, points to the thing where um as mentioned earlier about the overpowered uh gargoyle symbol because he actually dispatches bill Nye by cutting it into him Oh uh, yes, yes. You remember this? So yeah. He's like he notices that Bill Nye has got like half the symbol cut his chest by his his weird his weird knives. Yeah. So yeah. he finishes it off. Bill Nye looks at him and goes, "Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've appeared to have killed me. <laughs> Fucking hell!" <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it really it annoyed me because it, it was so because like. It, there's one point as well in the film where he's he's driving a, a demon's face in a torture scene to try and uh, get information over a bowl of water which has this symbol on the bottom and just being near the water is making him burn. He's like, ah, motherfucker. Um, oh, I don't remember that bit. Yeah, he's doing that. He's like, he's Frankenstein's <laughs> torturing him. And it just points to this fact you could just draw this fucking symbol on anything. You could get it tattooed on your dick and piss on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be an X-rated film, surely. Frank I was thinking of something beer. else. <laughs> the Frankenfucker. You could fuck him to death. Frankenstein. Bummed <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the monster. Hello. It's me. Oh, hi. You're right. I got your tea. Oh, thanks. Stein. It's a great time to bring tea. I'm interrupt. That's all right. <laughs> Just 
tree death. It's not very healthy, it's a bit weird. Usually the, the, the overlords don't bring refre refreshments. No. I like the fact there's a couple of, there's two taglines, and the, the first one, the noticeable one that's on the kind of, the posters on the DVD is like, 200 years later, he's still alive. It's like, for fuck's sake, he's like, he doesn't want to be. Uh, and the other one is, in the battle between good and evil, an immortal holds the key. Ooh. So they had two strap lines. I'll give you another couple of facts if you like, because we're, we're um, hurtling towards the end. Um, Hold on! <laughs> so, I was going to say, what might have been a factor in some of the issues, that, that, that obviously the, the fact that the, what, the film is quite dull and, and uh, obviously got critically panned quite off the bat, yeah. and uh, the people that went to see the film within the opening weekend then just went on well, social media and ripped ones. it to pieces. Yeah. Um, but originally it was set to be released on in 2013, and it was pushed back... Um, from February to September of that year and then shuffled again to January 2014 so it was either they, they were, were struggling to avoid stuff they? or avoid releasing it potentially <laughs> um, but yeah no so it had some some real issues um, one other real good really interesting fact is that the prayer the gargoyle queen offers up at the altar is part of a well-known catholic prayer to saint michael the archangel the patron of the gargoyles oh is it who knew there that there was a patron of the gargoyles uh you're welcome there's one thing i could take away from this film which is but it's an idea as opposed to anything good about the film is that yeah this would be a fact it was would work as a Sky TV or Netflix original series, yeah, because it's got legs. There, you've got you can introduce human characters that um, you know there could be this this long drawn out battle between the gargoyles and the demons. But you've also also got a lot of room for filler episodes where you have got the time travel element. So other adventures he's had in the last two hundred years, other yeah. everything else, lots of other. Uh, Frankenstein in the war yeah franchises do that not franchises sorry long running TV series fantastical yeah. TV series do this and you know, yes you could have a couple of episodes of him you know with his you know, after the creation yeah um, you know, having war. with his with his creator oh, yeah at the war as you said in, in, in World War 2 fighting other other yeah. scenarios you could put him into to give this legs and then ultimately at the end of season 7 of its you know Sky Living um, channel uh, demise um, it there's a crescendo finish and you can have an overlord evil character who's the creator yeah. of the demons and then it's very Buffy very is angel that, or you could just watch Buffy again yeah yeah, yeah, brilliant. yeah 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 which was knowing tongue-in-cheek sentence well, it's yeah. Joss Whedon -ish. so obviously it would be a great writer and director had and Joss Whedon done this film it probably would have been awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. so the thing I'm taking away from it is my fantastic idea uh, <laughs> to, to, to release this as, a, as, a, as what it should have been as yeah, a series I think it's good because everything else is, is, is so forgettable the actors unfortunately aren't given anything to do um, the, nothing the, to do yeah, so anyway, our opinion, as always, doesn't, doesn't matter, matter. <laughs> uh, as as we know, because of our listenership. But um, 
let's we've we as we always do we hunt around online and see if we can find some good reviews yes. so before we delve into the good reviews i might just share a couple of comments from our online community if you like Please. Please. so lee carter on facebook says i've seen it and cannot remember one second of it which we've struggled to do in this uh, recording simon belcher didn't seem like it was connected to either of the previous two films i claudius or i robot I, that was my favorite yeah, I like that one. That made me laugh. This is a good one. Andrew Webb on Facebook says, "Every line sounds like it's being delivered by someone who's struggling on the lavatory." <laughs> There's that um, horrible sort of like a uh, action film gravitas voice, which is yeah, it is horrible. Just go um, deeper. I need to take a shit right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> James Drew. So let me get this straight: the president is Frankenstein. <laughs> Um, um, Vincent M. Gain thought it was a bit two-faced Polly uh, at Stabby Squirrel on Twitter said the, the jaw is too square by 200% which I wholeheartedly it's agree it's cleft as well yeah well, he's a beautiful man so have you got a review? I've got a review yeah so um, with this one there was there was lots of sixes and sevens actually uh, so I, I quite like to get like an overview because you know seeing a score of three or or five doesn't necessarily tell you the story in a world of averages that could mean anything that could mean a lot of people thought it was five it could mean a lot of people thought it was one <laughs> and a lot of people thought it was ten so it doesn't tell you the story Chris now Pain and Game was the film we saw where it was like, like that ones tens ones and tens it was <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> That's going to be remixed. <laughs> ones. Ones. Tens. <laughs> ones and tens. <laughs> yeah, so ones and tens. Okay, if I've got a spare afternoon or evening next week, that's that's, go, that's being track. turned into a dub track. Fucking <laughs> Euro trash. Ten. <laughs> ones and tens. Whereas this film was very much Midlands. Lots of fours and fives. Yeah, yeah. Number sixes, maybe some eights, not so many tens, but we got some anyway. So, um, yeah, you, again, this was a seven out of ten, but the the review itself kind of didn't. Uh, it didn't read like a seven out of ten. It read read like they expected more. Um, this is by Dragon Souls Twenty One. Right up his street. Right up his or street. Her. Uh, Dragon Souls. Yeah, I think they're sexless. Ready? Yeah. Beautiful, passionate filmmaking. <laughs> it doesn't sound like the title review for this film yeah I, I did check I scrolled back up I Frankenstein was one of those badly rated films I automatically deemed as underrated because I knew it would be a love or hated film as I pointed out he's giving it a 7 not 1's and 10's yes I still had high expectations after popping in the DVD oh, even this is sexual and I expected a very thought-provoking, well-acted and well-written story. I was right. Oh, this is a film that most fans of mythology would enjoy. Because the mythology of this film is tied with religious history. Religious history! <laughs> the mythology of this film is tied with religious history. You know, at school, when you're sat and you're learning about the Great Gargoyle War of 1918. Yeah, Do you yeah. remember those days? Yeah, the Gargoyle Order. The Gargoyle Order. 
Yeah. <laughs> the Great Crusades where the Gargoyle Order fought the demons. Christ. This results in a film that makes you wonder about the context and deeper meaning of the Frankenstein character. A fantastic idea. You don't have to be a Frankenstein fan to enjoy this. In fact, most Frankenstein films might feel a bit let down. A bit. <laughs> a little bit. Because their character was completely reimagined. I myself welcome this despite being a universal monster purist. Along with the solid acting by an extremely talented cast, I also thought the action was beautifully choreographed in this film. <laughs> There's that sausage again. <laughs> Sorry. It's cut out. <laughs> there was a little bit of wire work and Asian inspiration. Okay. What, like in like Crouching Tiger sort of? Ah, okay. There's someone on a roof once. Well, he but he fights with sticks and stuff, don't he? For he a does. Long time, so he that gets might be shown a beautiful room with weapons, and he goes, "Oh, sticks for me." Two broom handles will do for me. <laughs> I thought the CGI was not overused. I've never seen a film with more overused CGI in my life. There's not a single special effects shot which is not CGI based. Yeah. And the best thing about the film are the beautiful sets. Just like Underworld, the sets in this film made for a beautiful atmosphere and I, Frankenstein, <laughs> was a reminder that science fiction horrible was best told in the form of a B-movie. Um, yeah, it's got a B-movie movie vibe to it, yeah, but I mean, B-movies are usually fun. Fun? But I've got... um. I've got a, a, a guy who enjoyed it too. Oh, that's nice. But again, it's, as you said, it's a 7 out of 10. So it's called Who Hasn't Wondered About Gargoyles? <laughs> and it's by Mardi Louise Van Hirdan. Oh. Who hasn't stood at the foot of Notre Dame Cathedral, or any other cathedral for that matter, and wondered about those grotesque gargoyles, shuddering at the thought of them quietly staring over us for centuries? I have, <laughs> and that is why I couldn't wait to see the movie. And I wasn't disappointed. A lot to love about it. Apart from the believably rendered gargoyles, the cathedral setting and scenery was epic. Frankenstein's monster was lovely and lovable, just on the right side of ugly to be rugged. <laughs> Many fresh ideas. <coughs> the way the demons manifested. I love the idea of a little pile of ashes fluttering to the ground each time they morph from human to demonic. This theme of the fire and ashes was pulled through in its entirety and thus it fitted. The score was moving in places, emotive and sweeping and suitably haunting where needed. You can complain about that. I think you meant to say you can't complain about that. <laughs> you can complain about that. The weapons were absolutely beautiful crafted. I want each and every one of these beautiful blades. Oh dear. Yeah. The acting was woody in places. The plot was childish in others. But on the whole, it was well delivered and believable. I enjoyed it. An upbeat story full of monsters, heroes and monstrous heroes. What movies should be all about? Sold. Jesus. I think that guy would probably... On acid? And probably has a couple of restraining orders in. Yeah. And he's not allowed to buy knife no more. <laughs>
Right, so I, Frankenstein, thanks everyone who got involved on the discussions and, and uh, thanks to all the reviewers who, which we've read out and, and, and made yeah. your content our content. Ha ha. <laughs> we gave you credit. Did we? Well, I, I never read their names out. Yeah, fuck so that's I Frankenstein. That's the Monster Mash, uh, the monster movie done. So what's the mash. what's next? Monster Mash, monster mash. Uh, rom com. Yeah, so we're going to do a rom com now, and I, for the life of me, can't think of anything. We'll find something good. Uh, we're on Twitter at uh, movie underscore bunker. We're on Spotify now. We're on Spotify. So you, if you're listening to this, you probably already know that, or. You're listening other another via another platform, so just people find, find it easier to find us on Spotify. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, <laughs> probably Google Play. We're not sure. We're going to check and Podbean, which is our kind of host, yeah. and on a web browser. Just, yeah, anyway, just type like. in the Movie Bunker podcast. And if you want to get involved in future discussions, we do throw th- bits and pieces on our social media. So the the Twitter is at movie underscore bunker, and if you search for the Movie Bunker on your Facebook uh, thingamajig, you'll be able to find us there. Like the page, and when we do an episode, we'll put some information on there about what we're going to do, and and we'll read out your comments. It's simple. Tell what we'll do next time. What's Next time, when, once you pick the film, yeah, I I will live tweet my watching of it. Yes, it's a good idea. So get involved, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks' time. Bye. Bye.